0: This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. The Cascade Head Biosphere region, which includes more than 100,000 acres on Oregon's central coast, has been recognized by the United Nations for its rare and diverse ecosystem. The area encompasses an experimental forest, a marine protected area, and Lincoln City. On Saturday, the Cascade Head Biosphere Collaborative will be hosting an art-on-the-beach sand art competition to educate people about the biosphere. Duncan Berry is an artist and the co-director of the collaborative. He joins us now. It's great to have you on the show. Excited to be with you, Dave. Before we get to this art event that's happening this weekend, I just want to start with this designation for the area where you live and work that is... Unique in Oregon, the only one in Oregon. What is a UNESCO Biosphere Reserve? Yeah, we get that question a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's part of a
1: network that the UN uh, developed back in 1976. Actually, a, an odd uh, a pair came up with this designation: uh, Leonid Brezhnev and Richard Nixon. Uh, and it was a it was a, a effort at détente and to unite a lot of different uh, countries over their love of place. And so we are one of 700 worldwide. Um, Americans tend to think um, that they have that covered with their national parks, but this is this is really an experiment, a much different experiment where they're biologically sensitive places, just like parks, but they want people uh, to be engaged and living there, um, so they can look at uh, a different way of taking their place at the table. With these other species
0: so I mean it's very different say from a federally designated wilderness area and then the idea that Lincoln City is there with homes and buildings and streets that's not an accident that is that's a feature of this designation
1: yeah which most people go wow um, I've never heard of that before well what it's really the the attempt is uh, to reframe the relationship uh, between an animal which the human is and its habitat so there's th- what basically the the UN has said is um, you know we we belong here just like an eagle a salmon a whale uh, you know we are a natural creature in its habitat how we are uh, in in our habitat and how we relate to other creatures within our habitat um, they've created a, a blueprint for and you know, one thing I'd point out, Dave, is we are a, uh, we've stood this up within the community. This is not a federal overlay like you might see in a preserve or um, in a park. We basically the U.N. says you've got something really special here in Oregon. Uh, you, you know, and if you're interested in a platform that we're using successfully in other places around the world with sensitive areas that have cities and towns in them, um, we've got 17 sustainable development goals and a whole platform that you can adopt. So that's what we did three years ago. After it's been in place for over 40 years, we a group of us got together and said, "This is an incredibly beautiful place. There's a lot of there's a ton of cool research going on, but very few people are talking to each other." Um, And so we started our our pillars, which are climate, um, K through eight education, and these community events like this this art in the beach uh, project we're working on.
0: Let's turn to the event. What is art on the beach?
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I think we've all taken walks on the beach one time or another and, and, uh, you know, left either footprints or picked up a stick and started to draw. So it's, it's essentially an incredibly plastic, cool, medium sand is. And so we have stumbled upon, I, what is it? They say, uh, even a blind pig finds an acorn every once in a while, Dave, <laughs> um, we, we used to run a lot of science-based projects here to try to you know, peel back the surface and explain this place to people. And what we found is that if we went lower in the body and we used art um, to illuminate science rather than the other way around, we were really successful. And so, what we've done is we've taken the beach and said, it's a giant canvas, right? It's we, a giant sandbox. Create... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're just <laughs> a bunch of grown-up kids right, in our sandbox. And uh, it also happens to be able to, if, if you use early light or late light, it, it develops contrast and you can render these, you know, football sized graphics that we've been doing. Uh, we did one for July 4th. Uh, and there's a lot of YouTube videos on this uh, under art in the beach, but we, we did an interdependence day um, graphic um, because there was a great low tide at July 4th. And then we had ironically enough uh, Chris would love this uh, it was a hundred yard long octopus that I freehand drew and then 20 volunteers raked it out on the beach
0: well I'm I I watch and we we'll, we'll put a link to that on our on our website that that video from July 4th you and it's an enormous octopus on the sand that a whole army of people raked uh, and then you could see drone footage of it but you're saying you free-handed that on the sand
1: yeah so you know i i had a drawing that i'd done a maquette and i was going to grade it out and then i thought you know what i've drawn so many octopus this is sort of your octopus show here Dave. this is the
0: theme here yeah i didn't realize um, it was going to happen
1: yeah, uh, I, I do. Uh, one of the main things I, I create as an artist in my studio is uh, direct impressions from octopus. And so I'd done a drawing, I gridded it, I got out there, and it was just such a beautiful morning. There's this bare canvas, and I had a great drawing tool. And I said, I've drawn so many octopus, I can do this freehand. And it it, it actually, I, I noticed that the proportion was a little off, but it actually, uh, we've had a really good feedback that it was... Uh, it was striking and beautiful. So
0: it's impressive because I'm still at the stage of visual understanding where I could write "Happy Birthday" and then the "A" and the "Y" of "Birthday" is is sort of squeeze in in the edge of a piece of paper. And I, I'm seeing the whole paper. You're working in hundreds of, of square feet, so it's it's more impressive to get uh, the perspective pretty good. I want to go back to something that you said earlier. That obviously one of your larger points is to connect people to where they live to get them to to have a, a better understanding of of human habitat and and coexisting with all the other non-humans among us but you said that that art is a way to to, to do that lower on the body what do you mean
1: yeah. so a good example uh, we were uh, uh instrumental in helping establish the marine reserve here giving nature a rest to see what happens over a, a period of time and we would sit people down and say we can't wait to share the keystone species, you know, of of the Marine Reserve with you. And so, we'd we'd start into a slideshow and show them all these species. And we'd look up and, and you know, half of them were dozing off. And we we're like, it's got to be a better way. So, we started doing these workshops where we did yōtaku, And I don't know if you're familiar with it Dave, but it's a Japanese folk art where you actually take direct impressions from sea creatures uh, using ink and, and light rice paper. And we we sold, we have sold out every single workshop we've ever done. And while they're in there and they're printing a rockfish, we say, hey, did you know that they live to be 100 years old and they're a residential fish? They're not migratory. And people go, no, tell me more because they're going to go home. Somebody's going to say, you made that? Yeah. And did you know that? So, what we're doing is we're kicking out the door of all these people that are basically uh, ambassadors after that because they felt it they touched it they cr- they were in they had a relationship with it and science sometimes and scientists notwithstanding your other guess, but scientists sometimes have trouble expressing themselves and having other people relate
0: to what they're doing yeah amen to that sadly um I should just remind folks, if you're tuning in, we're talking with Duncan Berry, co-director of the Cascade Head Biosphere Collaborative and an artist. He is one of the people behind the Art on the Beach sand art competitions happening uh, there on Saturday morning. The theme for this year's event is upwelling. Why did you choose it?
1: Well, um, we're going to be writing a hundred yard long graphic that says your biosphere with arrows to the sea the land and the air as well. And then underneath that, I don't know how familiar you are with it, Dave, but uh, most people go, oh, yeah, 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 I've heard about that, that upwelling thing. Unless you're a scientist again, you don't realize that much of what we enjoy here along our coastline as a coastal uh, state is thanks to this amazing um, water-based phenomenon called the Great Pacific upwelling. Um, and this and, and this happens along the western coasts of, of most uh, continents in the, in the northern hemisphere. And what it is, is basically the wind is blowing. You've been, been to the beach and had the wind blowing in the summertime out of the north. And what that does is it pushes billions of gallons of, of water south. And in, as you will see if you flush your toilet, you know, we have the Coriolis in a clockwise fashion. Well, what it does is all that water goes offshore and it creates a giant pump that pulls all this cold water off the continental shelf that has everything that's dyed, you know, seaweed, whales, whatever, all these nutrient-rich waters, right up to the shore, they warm up, and suddenly, it's just like, uh, it's like you're feeding a house plant, right? Uh, uh, Fertilizer. We have... Uh, of phytoplankton which is the source of all you know uh, omega-3s and then zooplankton comes out of the sand and starts eating it and then the forage fish come and then pretty soon you have one of the biggest buffets on the planet happening right offshore here um then you have the tuna the salmon the whales and so much of what we love about um the fertility of our of our oceans comes from this one simple event of a north wind starting to blow in June and blowing until, you know, sometime in September, October, and the pump
0: starts to work. Duncan Berry, it was a pleasure talking with you. Thanks very much. Thank you. Duncan Berry is a co-director of the Cascade Head Biosphere Collaborative. He's an artist. He's behind the uh, sand art competition that's happening there. It starts at 8.30 this coming Saturday. Tomorrow on the show, the affordable housing crisis in Oregon is one of the worst in the country. We're going to hear about a 30-year-old housing nonprofit. They are working to create homes people can actually afford and helping people to thrive in them. It's the next installment of our series looking at some of the state's biggest problems along with possible solutions. Our production staff includes Elizabeth Castillo, Rolly Hernandez, Gemma DiCarlo, senior producer Allison Frost, and managing producer Shiraz Sadiq. Naline Silva engineers the show, our technical director is Stephen Cray, and our executive producer is Sage Van Wing. Thanks very much for tuning in to Think Out Loud on OPB and KLCC. I'm Dave Miller. Have a great day. Think Out Loud is supported by Stephen Jan Oliva, the Rose E. Tucker Charitable Trust, Ray and Marilyn Johnson, and the Susan Hammer Fund of the Oregon Community Foundation.